Good morning. It's Tuesday the 15th of August and this is the Tuescast. Um, I am in love with a new TV show, uh, The Good Fight on SBS On Demand, which has Christine Baranski and that's a face I know. Um, but what I didn't expect and what I didn't know until I started watching is that my beloved Rose Leslie was going to be in it. Um, and you you may know Rose Leslie if you were a Game of Thrones watcher. Um, she's, she's dead now, the character, but um, she was the wildling egret and um, so beautiful, such a lovely accent. I've also seen her in, um, I think she's in, was she in Broadchurch or Vera maybe? She turns up in one of the um, British crime dramas that I like and um, one of those sort of Yorkshire ones. I'm not sure exactly where she's from, but she's just so lovely to watch on screen and it's so great to see her again. And I've watched two episodes so far at the moment. There's three episodes on SBS On Demand and all I really kind of want to do is is watch watch the first two again. Oh, it's also got Kush Jumbo who was in... Um, Vera. She was in Vera. Um, and uh, it's excellent. There's a there's a part as well played by an actor whose name I don't know, but um, it took me a little while to work it out. And he's got a bit part in um, uh, Working Girl, that film with Melanie Griffith and Harrison Ford and Sigourney Weaver. You know, um, uh, you get me in on the something deal, and I'll buy you a drink glass of something a bottle of something two straws and he goes okie dokie and that's him he plays one of the partners of the law firm that Christine Baranski ends up leaving and Delroy Lindo's in as well anyway it is really fantastic and I the opening credits are spectacular like spectacular like elastic quality spectacular and actually one of the things that I don't like about how I'm watching it on SBS on demand is when I watch the second episode no credits like where are my opening credits because I would have really been perfectly happy to watch them again I still don't like the ads but for some reason with the good fight they're less intrusive than they were on Handmaid's Tale so you know that's okay I don't mind it so much if it doesn't ruin the show good fights more of the tone of a show that can be broken up you know whereas Handmaid's Tale would just completely throw you out of the world you're in um so I've been watching that which I uh didn't you know, didn't really know a whole lot about. Um, still, I haven't watched Billions for a while. I haven't. I've been watching Younger um, uh, here and there. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, oh, I watched Rage on Saturday, and there were three amazing music videos that I've since watched again on YouTube. One was this all-girl group called Hame and it was the three girls walking along this road early in the morning and then they sort of gradually start doing this synchronized dancing and it was really good i didn't know if i liked the song in the beginning but now now that i really love the music video i was sort of going actually this is not a bad song <laughs> um the song's called i want you back and it's quite groovy and it's so um interesting to look at these young girls well, they're quite young and must be in their 20s and um go that's the look you know the long hair um, with the sort of bailage colouring um, and it reminds me of Cloves you know that amazing girl who, who sang that song 
fuck, that's a good song. Um, so there was the Haim song, and then there was this other really kind of electro-pop dance track, which was Why Don't We Lay Down For A While by Touch Sensitive. And there was something kind of, uh, I don't know, it made me a little bit uncomfortable. I don't know if it was the retro graphics or the song, but it was really, it's really hooky, really catchy, and um, it's now you know, playing in my head fairly regularly. But the song that I can't get out of my head and the music video that I think was the most um, amazing and, and beautiful piece of filmmaking was a video for a, a new song by The XX. And I, I love The XX. I've got that album with Islands and, and those songs on it. But I really should get this new one. And this uh, song is called I Dare You. And the video is, it's a pretty high concept. It's, um, you know, it's properly film made, but it's also kind of like a promotion. You read the credits at the end on the YouTube version. And um, it was directed by Raph Simon, or commissioned by Raph Simons for Calvin Klein. And there's a quite a conspicuous use of, uh, you know, product placement Calvin Klein bra top that one of the characters is wearing. And it turns out that that character is no none other than Paris Jackson which completely spun me out I was I really haven't thought very much about those Jackson kids except the one that's unfortunately named blanket I think oh, what was he doing um but Paris Jackson in this video clip she's really lovely and it makes me really want to see a bit more of her see what she does with her career um, the other young actors are really lovely I wouldn't be surprised if they start turning up in all sorts of things but the video clip makes excellent use of a very familiar face Millie Bobby Brown who played the character of Eleven in Stranger Things and inspired all those Halloween costumes that year and um, she plays it opens with her anyway I really recommend um, looking it up on YouTube so it's the XX I dare you um, and speaking of Stranger Things over the weekend, thanks to my dear friend Chloe, I was able to get to um, something at the film festival and it was so great. So the Melbourne International Film Festival is on at the moment and I had pretty much just gone, well, whatever, I'm not going to get to anything. I've got, you know, little kids and I can't get out of the house. But um, I did manage to get out of the house and so we had a lovely evening. We went um, and we had arranged it ages ago as we were going to go and catch up and we are going to go see this one of the films and I didn't even really know what we were going to go see but I trust Chloe's taste pretty implicitly really and um, she said that we had um, tickets for Tangerine Dream documentary and I was like I know a bit about Tangerine Dream like I know the name but um, I didn't really realise just how up my alley Tangerine Dream are and I'm actually extremely grateful for having had that in-depth really immersive opportunity to um, get to know them as a band and as a piece of history and you know where they fit in and um, so Tangerine Dream are a sort of late 60s early 70s German electronic music band but they also did a lot of film soundtracks and the the music that they made for films like the horror movies like Firestarter and um, stuff like that and that and that aesthetic informed the opening credits and the music for Stranger Things with Millie Bobby Brown. See? See the connection? Ah, it's all linked. Um, and that was excellent. But the other thing that we did uh, 
culturally was um, I had a, a, a craving for a Bloody Mary. I just thought I really would like a really good Bloody Mary because I was going to take the bus and the train into the city. I could have a drink and not worry about, you know, driving myself home, that long drive home from the city. And, uh, and I was like, come on, let's get a Bloody Mary. So, uh, I didn't really know. I don't really know what's going on with the bars in the city at the moment. And they change so often. I thought, oh, hell, I'll just Google it. So I Googled best Bloody Marys in Melbourne. And I got a list of Urban List. And I went to the one that was in the CBD. Uh, it was a place called Harley House, which I knew nothing about. And um, so the Harley House Bistro was tucked in behind all the really flash doors on Collins Street. Like, it was right behind Gucci, I think. Um, and down a down a side alley and then downstairs and and it was just gorgeous like really intimate bunkery style groovy restaurant and the food was Peruvian and apparently they do these amazing Bloody Marys and so we had we had a couple of Bloody Marys and they were excellent and then we had some food and, and we had the kingfish with this quinoa and avocado cream and it was so delicious and I was uh, and I love good kingfish when I mean, it's beautiful when it's done well. It's such a such a light flavour and and these little little slivers. But I was thinking for a share plate, it was designed to be a, a like a, a date ruiner because there were five pieces of kingfish and <laughs> it's very luckily um, I was I went three to two so I had the three. But that was on the graciousness of my companion. <laughs> And um, we also had these little chunks of different potatoes, like there was the purple potato and sweet potato, and um, and had our drinks. And the art on the wall was, uh, there was a picture up on the wall, and I was looking at it going, that's Asher Ketty, obviously. And then I looked at it and I went, fire out, that's the Asher Ketty that, that got the award in the Archibald Prize. And I said to the, the um, host, I said, is that the Ashiketti that was in the Archibald? And he went, wow, nobody recognises that. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty flattering, but I can't, that can't possibly be true, because like, there it was. Um, and there was lots of these quite very large paintings, and they were extraordinary pictures, really. They're beautiful. They're kind of like aerosol, large-scale photographs, so smooth. And you go, how have you made this? Like, it's not it's not really immediately obvious that it isn't a photograph I really liked them they were beautiful and uh, you know because I had that extra information knowing that yes it was the Archibald and not only that but the restaurant is owned by the painter who's also Asher Ketty's husband so I was like oh come on come on we're gonna have a look at all of these paintings before we go off to see the film so we did a good look round at the gallery on the walls in the restaurant and tucked away in the side room was my favorite which was this large picture of a, a, a little boy dressed up as Superman and there's also an amazing triptych of um, Heath Ledger so yeah Harley House Bistro in Melbourne CBD if you if and it wasn't crazy expensive you know like it was nice but it wasn't stupidly I better not set foot in here without my you know platinum visa or whatever so I've had a really good week um, in terms of things that I've been able to get to do but I am exhausted to the point of tears now and um just really kind of need to get through the week with my head intact so if that's how you're feeling in uh you have my deepest sympathy and even if that's not how you're feeling you have my love and respect and thanks heaps for your time for listening and i will see you next tuesday